0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where Living Intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is stepping out on faith entrepreneur her. Kamaya is a firm believer that happiness comes from within and you should always be happy in whatever you do. Kamaya says, I lost the positivity that I once brought to work, so I decided to leave. Oh, my God, Kamaya. First off, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, girl. Thank you for having me. I'm so yes. excited. I know. <laughs> I know, right? But listen, I want to tell you that I left, um, like, reading this statement And it resonated with me on so many levels because we know these entrepreneur streets are real, and then working a nine-to-five can be draining. So for myself, I've been on both ends of the pole, but I just want to know from you and your perspective, and for many of our listeners who are wanting to gain the confidence to just do it, what did your journey look like from, you know, working a nine-to-five to to really just stepping out and being a full-time entrepreneur? Um, basically, so I actually went to college. A lot of people didn't really know that. I went to college, my degrees in public relations. I did that for a while, um, and then I started working at a mental facility for kids. That was in, as you can, from the title of the place, you can just right. imagine what I went through. Um, the kids that I had, they were, like, self-harmers, so they suffer from, I might go to work one day. They want to kill themselves. They want to attempt to kill themselves. They want to break glass to kill themselves. Then some people were just aggressive. I would get punched sometimes, pushed sometimes. Oh, you know, God. girl, look Hair pull, braids pull, just a lot of stuff. So, I'm a very positive person. I try to be. I try to bring positivity everywhere. And I would just start going to work, and I hated it. So I literally was like, I want to take a lash class. And even though everybody's doing it, it's um, oversaturated, blah, 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 blah. but I said, I'm going to do it. So it actually turned into a goal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, save up money. I'm going to reach out to my family, get the money for the last class. But so then the goal turned into an actual, like, well, no, it, turned, it first it was a thought, because I'm like, I'll maybe take the last class. Then it turned into a goal. So then I reached wow. out, got to, you know, got the funds. So the thought turned into a goal. Then goal turned into actually doing it. So now it's my reality. So I do lash extensions, and I teach girls and ladies how to do it. And, you know, when I left my job, I literally had zero clients. Like I said, it was just a goal that came into a thought. So I didn't have no clients, and, you know, I didn't know if it was going to work. And a lot of people asked me, was I scared to leave my nine-to-five? But I wasn't really scared. I was nervous. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes nervousness is okay. You just have to do it. And I feel like. I just had to, you know, get on out there and just try to make it happen, and here I am. Yeah, and especially when you're trying to protect your peace, it's like, okay, if I'm going to this job and it's uh, is doing everything of the opposite of what I'm trying to do, then, right. you know, you definitely have to have a plan to escape. So, I mean, what adversity through this process did you have to overcome that was pertaining to entrepreneurship, and did you have a support system during those moments where it felt hard? Yeah, my support system is really, really amazing. I couldn't even put in words how much I have support. You know, like my, I really have a solid group of people um, that really back me up. My friends, when I first told them that I wanted to take a lax class, of course, I'm one of those girls where I will wear – i wear makeup cause if I go somewhere, you know, I'm not going to do the full face just to go to the store. I'm not, right. you know, I get my hair done, but I don't keep it up. You know, I have a line sister who does hair really bumming at Miami. Y'all check her right here about you on Instagram. But anyway, so she's okay. really she gets oh, on me. <laughs> oh, got to shout out my folks. But she gets on me because she does hair. And so I get my hair done, but I don't keep it up. I don't know how to slap it out. I don't do right. all that <laughs> she actually taught me how to one curl my hair yesterday. But, you know, the <laughs> adversity that I had to overcome, it was just that I didn't know if people would come to me. I didn't know if people yeah. would really trust me to do their lash extensions because they know I'm not like the makeup type of girl. I'm not a tomboy, but I'm not a girly girl either. So it's like I didn't know if people really would book with me, but I literally was booked crazy, like even doing seven people a day like legit booming. Like last year I was booming. Like booming booming. And that so, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, at the end of the day you have to be realistic. Like, you know, I moved from my mom and I moved into my own apartment. I moved in midtown. You know what I'm saying? It's not cheap to stay over there and just the realistic factor of the job, it was just I'm going through all of this with these damn kids. But right. my shit's not really adding up to what I'm going through. I'm getting spit on. I don't know if I'm going to come to work and get my ass tripped and punched, but right. I'm not, it's not even nothing that will make me come here, you know. And then right. you have to, when you're working on the five, you have to worry about being micromanaged, you know, people mm-hmm. worrying about if you're going to take your break at 11, like, come on, man, why, like, you know, it was just getting, everything was starting to just really annoy my soul. Yeah, and I was yeah. starting to like you know come to work really just mad, and the kids be like Miss Chapman, and I really um I hate that I'm going to say this, but I'm really being transparent. Um, the kids would be like Miss Chapman, I want to die, and I'd just be like, so you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, right. out. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, come on, just leave, just go, and I yeah, I was just like, just go, come on, at this yeah. point, just let it's like you know you, God gives you an assignment and mm-hmm. one your assignment is complete, he will move you. So yeah. God gave me my my date to quit my job. People, like, they be like, really? And I'm like, I really prayed. And I took my last class on January 28th of last year. And God literally was like, you're going to work one more month and you're going to quit. And I was, like, battling with him because I'm like, well, God, I ain't got no plans. I ain't really, you know. Right. He was just like, you're going to be okay. Like, just trust me. And I quit on February 28th. And yeah. it's been up. Wow, congratulations. And, I mean, I'm super happy you said that because I recently talked with Mark as well on the previous episode, and he was saying the exact same thing, like, God is going to push you, and that's either going to be by choice or force. Either he's going to tell you, like, hey, Kamaya, this is when you're leaving, or you're going to stay around and it's going to be very uncomfortable when he pushes you himself. So I'm glad that you're spiritually, like, woke to things, because yeah. people be like, you know, in their heads, like, okay, well, maybe this is just me thinking this, and it's like, no, girl, you no, you have a spirit for a reason, you have an intuition for a reason, and those are the ways that God communicates through us, so
1: yeah. congratulations.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. So what was that defining moment for you that you felt it was time to go and that, like, it was no longer serving you? Was it the moment, like... You walked in one day and you was just like, uh, uh. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm gonna gonna be honest with you. So a little girl, um, she was about 15 years old. She suffered from bipolarism, and Mm -hmm. some days, you know, like the kids, they call me Miss Chapman because that's my last name, of course. So they will always know me from being positive. And so this particular young girl, she. This is I'm, this is gonna be a funny. It's not funny, but this is literally the day I out. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> so you know, everybody know I'm from the west side of Atlanta. You know, I try not to bring that out. I try not to say the Charlie. Right. I try, you know, I try to be act like a college graduate, um, <laughs> but. I just be wanting people to understand I still got that little hood in me. And so the little girl, basically, long story short, the little girl got mad. And it was crazy because I've never really been around people that's bipolar. Like I used to call my mom bipolar because she was a Gemini because they're two twins. But, I mean, they're twins. But I literally never been around someone who really took medicine for it. So one day the little girl would, like, see me and she would say, Ms. Chapman, I want you to work with me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to come work with you because so, it was different like courtyard, and then this particular day I worked with her. Long story short, I got in there. I was like, hey, I'm here. I'm working with you, and she went off. She took, put, picked up a chair, threw it in my direction. She pulled, She pushed me into the wall. She told the people that she wasn't working with me, and my ex at the time used to work with me, so he would say, like, I mean, she would say, like, oh, I'm not going to work with my nigga's side hoe. Like, it was just deep. And I was like, oh, hell no. So she took a battery and she swallowed it, took some scissors, started cutting her, like, slicing her leg up. Then she took a table, like a little plastic table, and threw it at me, hit my leg, and I said, come on. And I literally walked up, like, halfway, you know, to her, and I said, little girl, I will beat your ass. To that moment, with that exact moment, I went in the office. I started crying. And I said, I got to go. Like I Yeah. This yeah. can't be it. This ain't yeah. like I ain't I ain't walking up on a no fifteen year old. I'm not gonna go to Douglas County jail. Like it was too much. So I was like Exactly. Like, this, yeah, it was just like that was my moment. I was like, Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I have a serious question. Is this little girl okay? Like whatever happened with the battery? <laughs> So she, um, yeah, they took her to the hospital, um, and she actually hit me up on Instagram and was like, hey, Ms. Chapman, and I was like, I looked at the phone and I was like, look, girl, you get your ass. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> like, I don't work yeah. here no more. <laughs> I don't work here no more. And I do got some like little cousins that do not mind being you but no. Um, <laughs> but she she ended up going to the hospital. Girl, it was crazy. She took a, like, a rag or something and, like, tied around her, and it was too much. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, I know you're sitting here looking like, do I need to have some compassion or did right. I strangle you? <laughs> right, definitely. So I was just like, it's this time to go? Because I don't even have time to figure it out. I don't even have time to see what, like, it was too much. So, yeah, yeah, I ended up just, that was my day. Yeah, so I know I've been following your journey for quite a while, and you started in the PR, like you mentioned before, and now you're like, like, I consider you, like, this mogul asset because you are always training somewhere, doing somebody's life. Right. like you're always doing something. Um, what was that transition like from you from leaving the PR side of things? Well, PR is one of those things where it's kind of broad. When I first started, honestly, I didn't really know what. I don't really know what I was doing. You know, I have a celebrity uncle. I started doing it, so I was just like, oh, i got connections because I know people. Not really right. more, more so through him, but I just know people in Atlanta, period, because I'm from there. So, you know, I literally started doing PR just because I knew that it had something to do with the media and the person that you represent, but I was just doing it. I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. I was just like, okay, Kamani, what can you do to get paid to, because you know connections, like you have connections, you can link people together, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't right. even know what I was doing. I actually got sued by this lady um, about a couple of years ago. I got sued by a lady who hired me to do something for her underground rapping son, who was horrible, and I don't give a, excuse me, sorry <laughs> but I got I got sued by this lady, and the lady that sued me, I just got really discouraged. So after that, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore because I feel like people are going to probably hire me to get close to my uncle, and I don't want that type of – like, I ain't that type of person. So right. I was just like, I ain't doing it. So it was actually an easy transition, because one day I just woke up and said, I'm not doing it no more, and I just started working at the place. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know how that can be, because even in the market, like – especially with me doing doing marketing, people have these high level expectations that they don't even have for themselves. So it can be very frustrating to even be in the industry, especially when it's an oversaturated market and Instagram is not what it's, you know, seems to be like it's a lot of things that can go into it. So I'm glad you found your piece in something else. Yes, so, yeah. So yeah, so just really reading into your interview with Voyage, you mentioned that people tend to let the media dictate too much of their lives. What advice would you give someone who's feeling similar feelings that you had mentioned um, you had, like, the market is oversaturated? What was the last part you said? What's, what's the question now? Yeah, like, what advice would you give to someone who's feeling similar feelings that oh, you like first over- had starting out, like, one of the things you mentioned was the market was oversaturated. Right, right. Okay, so I feel like you know everything. Everybody does something, and I feel like I thought you know it's crazy you asking this question because I saw a post that Lil Duval posted, and it was saying like, be be her p. She already paid for a lash class, and she already she don't have no client. Something like that. And a lot of people were tagging yes. me on the post. My thing is. People do everything, but you can't be worried about what other people are doing. I think when it comes to social media, we'll see, like, so-and-so posted this, so I'm not going to be able to reach, like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just, like, Burger King and McDonald's sell burgers and fries, and I feel like they be booming. Like, both of them, they lines be long. Somebody going to, like, right. somebody's going to always shop with you or do, you know what I'm saying, come to you for a service. Like, it's literally three. I do last about at my apartment. It's three right. last Three lash salons alone on my street, but people still come to my apartment to do get their yeah. lashes done. They could go to them, you know. I would, you know, I don't know if it's more professional just because it's in a actual space, but it's kind of like you really just can't worry about what other people are doing. If you did that, like if you worried about really what people are doing, then I feel like you're gonna just be under a ro- under the you know under a rock or something. Because yeah, I don't know. You just can't. I never never really worried about like other people. Like I really didn't care like when I started lashing, I did, of course, I'm a human, so I was like, dang, everybody do, do lashes, but if it's something's for you, it's really going to be for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. we got, in Atlanta alone, we got a whole bunch of hairdressers and, uh, hairdressers, I'm like, oh, they a whole bunch of hair <laughs> and, you know, yes. nail salons, but it's like, they all be busy. They, they obviously are making money because they're all open, so right. it don't really yes. matter, like, I think people, yeah. let, they try to let the social, like Instagram or Facebook, you know, rush them into thinking, yeah. like, if you're 30, you can't go back to school or something like that. Or if you haven't made it by 35, then you are a failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. And people do get caught up in social media. That's why I kind of, like, get on there, do my posting, and get off, like, strictly use it as for business. So. Yeah. Yeah, Like, if you use it for what you're supposed to use it for, like, people be like, well, I hate Instagram, but they just be taking too much of my time. You know, it's just different, like, yeah. there's some bullshit on there, but it's like, what you indulge in, like, if you get on there and in, 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 engaging in the bullshit, it's just going to be bullshit. I be do <laughs> that for my business. I talk to people, you know what I'm saying? I got a good following, so I be talking to the people like I know them, like, I don't really care about, like bullshit on there, you know? Yeah, because it's like if you're saying a lot of bullshit, it's like clearly you're you're looking for it, and if it's coming up in, you're, you know, your suggested feed, then it kind of tells you what you've been paying attention to in in evening. Right. E. So it's right. like, you know, I don't see too much of it, and if I do, I'll go ahead and mute somebody's stories and post in a second, like, because it's like I'm not even trying to attract this type of energy. I don't care what's going on, like, yeah, so... I like right. it. what has been like your biggest setback or things you've had to overcome? Um, the biggest setback honestly this year has been my mom passing. Um, you know, I lost her in February and that was just a big setback for me just because it was just a big loss, um Right. When she passed, um, I stopped lashing. I did stop lashing for a while. She passed in February, so I didn't really start back lashing until May. Honestly, I, I've only been lashing like people I've lashed before. I haven't been taking new appointments mainly mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. I just haven't. But I I stopped like training. I stopped lashing. I sat in the house probably two weeks uh, and just was depressed and crying and stuff. But. My mom wasn't a sad person, so I just always hear her voice in my head, and I literally was one day crying. It's not funny, but one day I was crying. And I literally heard her say like, "Get your ass up and like get back with you." You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you need to get yeah. you you need to get yourself together. My support system, like I said earlier, is bomb. You know, I got some bomb line sisters, I got some bomb friends, I got bomb family, and they were able to you know help me because I wasn't you know working. So they were able to help me. I was able to you know make my rent and all of that. But I literally, my mom, I really heard her say like, "Get your shit together, like come on, you got yeah. to. I'm fine, like." You need to get back to work. Like, you got work to do, and it's about to be booming, so get your ass up. So, you know, I was able to get back into my trainings and stuff, but that would have been the biggest setback I have had in my life. Yeah, yeah. and you're doing well for, you know, the type of situation that occurred because I know a lot of people who go and get, like, really depressed for a very long time, and it affects them for years and years and years. So I really commend you. And we're genuinely supporting you here at Instant You know, um, I was like, I'm not going to push too much up on her because I, I can't relate, but I feel for you, you know. Right. So it's not just like that you're able to, you know, maneuver and you're still doing your thing. Um, so how does that that situation help you push forward? And how did you find the light? I know you said you kind of answered that already, like she doesn't get her ass up. Yeah. But, like, how did it help you push forward with other things that occurred you know in that time or just previously before well the thing about it is you know really to be absent from the body, and be present with the lord my mom was really sick and what really motivates me because people tell me all the time like you're so strong and i'm like you know it's hard grief is one of those things where it's an emotion that you have to feel because if you don't feel it you will become depressed you will become yeah. you know just in a dark place and I have, like I said, a really, like, my support system is really, really bomb. Like, one of my line sisters, her sister passed um, a couple of weeks ago, and her funeral, I'm actually in Miami right now because her funeral was yesterday. My mom's best friend flew down from North Carolina to come to the funeral. Mind you, she didn't even really know the lady who died like that. But because you right. know my mom would have been here, she came and she, you know, that was, that's, that speaks volumes, you know, that's like, yeah. that's what really sisterhood is about, like, that's some sister stuff, like, that's what you do, like, my mom yeah. is right here, so she's like, your mom would have been right here, so I came, that's real, so, yeah. You know, my friends and my family make sure I'm not, like, I have friends that are calling me, Kamaya, how you doing there? Because, you know, I post on Instagram or, you know, I might wake up missing my mom and I post a picture and my friends literally call me, like, what you doing? Where you at? You all right? You know, you, y'all you finna pull up. Like, I don't want you in your house crying. Like, what you doing right now? So yeah, I, I, I started a group me um mainly for women who've lost their moms and then I opened it up for women who've lost their dads because a parent is a parent and it's like 500 women in there, and we uplift each other, you know, we encourage each other. Just to have, I want people just to, a or women to feel, or me, you know, whoever, but if you've lost somebody, you don't want to hear it's going to be okay. You don't want to hear, you know, things going to get better. Because they are eventually, but at this moment, at this time, what I feel, I don't, I feel like my heart is broken. I feel like I have one half of my heart, like literally how a broken heart looks on the picture. That's how I feel. So I don't want to hear it's going to be okay. And if you've never lost someone like this, you can't tell me you understand because you don't. So that's why I started the group so people can – because some people don't have a support system. You know what I'm saying? Some people have no siblings. Some people don't have nobody. So when their parent passes, it's just them. And I feel like that's a bad time because – of a bad thing because people really get depressed. So I started the group all in all just for people to – really feel like they have somebody so we encourage each other like i said we send motivational posts some people share the pictures of their moms it's just a beautiful thing um yeah. but, you know to answer your question, yeah to answer your question like what motivates me is knowing that my mom is no longer sick like i said she had asthma really bad and it was horrible so i feel like she's up there running you know what I'm saying? I feel like that really makes me like go on about my day, like, cause I really feel like she's up there just skipping along, and she's I ain't never right. seen my mama run She been having around <laughs> my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like that, just gives me sense of peace. And I lost a baby um, in yeah. 2009, and I just feel like they're up there just skipping. You know this? You know I just I don't know. My spirituality is really stronger. Um, I can say now that I really understand that God is the only person that can get a person through this type of thing, and you really have to lean on your faith. And my faith is getting stronger, and I'm learning that, you know, life is really short, and I think we take it for granted because you feel like you're going to have that tomorrow, and tomorrow may not come. Right. So, girl, I just be really just living my life. I be trying to just not feel, you know, not regret nothing, not hold back nothing I just be want to just do whatever you right. really want to do today like really do whatever you want to do because you may not get up tomorrow like it'd be deep like it's just deep. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying I could go on and on but yeah. yeah and I mean how can people connect with that group for those who may be listening who have lost a parent like how can they join that group so I it's group GroupMe, so um I can send them the link if you they can reach out to me via um Instagram um yeah and I can yeah. send them the link because I I do have it closed because you know people were joining I had it open and people were joining that lost like their best friends and somebody was like they lost their cousin and I feel you don't get me wrong some people be close yeah. to both but a loss is a loss but a parent loss is just different. So yeah. I closed it just because it's like if you've lost your sister, I do, don't get me wrong, I never lost a sister, but I know it can be hard. But a parent, it's just I want to keep it really, like, specific. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. they can reach out to me and I can send them the link directly. Yeah, if you provide me with the link, I'll put it in the show notes. So, I mean, even okay. with all of that being said, Um, I think it is important for people to talk. This is something important for us to talk about as a community because people really do not know their strengths until strong is all they have to be. So what keeps you motivated in those moments where you feel defeated? Um, What keeps me motivated is, like I said, just knowing my mom is at peace and that, you know, you really have to understand that a person's physical body dies but their spirit lives inside of you. Their spirit will yeah. forever be with you. My mom, like, we were so close. I really be feeling her energy. Some days I feel like not getting up. You know, as an entrepreneur, you do have, you know, the the pleasure of laying in the bed all day if you want. I don't do that, but some days I do. Right. You know? Some days I do laying right. in bed, and I, I have a laptop, so I do stuff pertaining to my business via computer. But some days I just want to cry. Some days, you know, I just want to I don't understand. Some days I wake up mad, you know. So it's one of those things. It's a very, it's like a very whole thing of emotions. But, right. you know, what makes me motivated is really, like, knowing that now she really is with me all the time. Like, I don't have to leave her to go home and she has to be at own house. like now she's really with me. Like, I see right. her birds all the time, you know. It just be different little stuff and I know it be her. So right, that's what keeps me motivated. Um, yeah, just knowing that she's always going to be there, and like I think what help, what hurts in death is the physical body we miss them, but you know, like when it comes down to spirituality, it gets deep because her spirit, her energy is always around me, like always right, um yeah, that's just really what it is like some people ask me, do I go to the cemetery? Honestly, I don't go to the cemetery, that's not my thing, man, because I know that's just her body there. If I want to talk to her, I just talk to her. You know, in general, I just talk to her. So I feel like she can hear me. I feel like she sends me signs that she hears me. So the cemetery, I think, is comforting for, for some people just because they feel like I'm talking to her body and I'm right. talking to body. But I'm not a cemetery type. Like, I don't really feel like I have to go to the cemetery to talk to her because that's just her body there. Like, we just live in a shell. Right. And I really understand that now. Like, that's really a shell. And, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah. So that's what motivates me. Knowing that mm-hmm. she's always with me, like always. Like, my line sisters have her pictures up in their house. And I woke up this morning, and, like last night, you know, I had a party. I came and got in the bed. I didn't see her calendar on her, my uh, line sister's mirror. I woke up this morning, I opened my eyes, and I see the calendar. It's my mom's picture. So I'm like, wow, you know, good on, girl. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what's up about my I love it. I love it. I love it. So if you could sum up your current journey in one word, what would it be? I if I can, my journey, Um, what's the word? It's the R word, resilience? What is resilience? Resilience, what does that mean? (laughs) You don't give up, like, yeah, um, I think that's, okay, that's it, that's it, that's the word. Yeah, resilience. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Because I've been through so much, like, my life is crazy. Like, I've been through so much, losing the baby, now losing the mom. What's crazy? This is big. This interview right here. My baby, I lost him March the third of 2009. We buried my mom mm-hmm. March the second. She never got a chance to meet him, and I just feel like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like how we buried yeah. her March the second. His birthday March the third. And then Atlanta, of course, she was Atlanta legend, so she has her own day in Atlanta now. So March the second is precious day in Atlanta. So it's like she got that weekend is just their weekend forever now. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to mm-hmm. celebrate her on March the 2nd and then March the 3rd when his birthday is. So it's just because every year for his birthday, you know, we would send, like, we will do balloons, release balloons, just different stuff. And I just feel like he was at the gates waiting on her to come, like come yeah. in. So yeah. resilience well, would be the word for sure. Yeah, and I know it kind of gives you a sense of peace to know that, you know, your son and mom are together and they have that relationship yeah. now. Yes, so, like for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, lastly, like what does intentionality mean to you Your for your journey, for your business? Like what does that look like? What was the word? Intentionality. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like doing stuff with, like, intent, like, you know, just being intentional about, you know, your day or your journey. So what does that look like for you? Okay, okay, you got deep on me. Okay, so what now? <laughs> okay, so. so what does it mean for you? Like, what does that look like for you? Because hmm. I know a lot of people, when they're, like, um, you know, going into entrepreneurship, their whole thing is, like, okay, every day I'm going to, you know, read a book or I'm going to send out 10 emails. am Okay, so okay. For, no, I'm, yeah. glad you, I'm glad you Day, I'm, like, oh, I'm looking at my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Okay, so honestly, I feel like you should definitely do something to, for your business every day. It doesn't have to be I think people get really deep. It don't have to be no email. You know, I feel like some people yeah. are doing stuff and I'm really working on transparency, so just excuse me. But I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, no, I think some people who like I'll be following some people that's entrepreneurs and they be like they'll post some like Send out 10 email blasts a day or had three meetings, and I feel like they don't be doing it. And now don't get me wrong, but I be knowing the right. people personally, and I'm like, girl, you did that. But I feel like they be, for social media, they try to act like they're doing more. Like, as an entrepreneur, some days you're not going to have nothing to do. I feel like it's okay. Like, if you want to lay in bed all day, that's cool. Take the day off. But, I mean, as long as you got everything in order, like, long as you got money coming in now, if you just broke and your business ain't doing shit, and you can't afford to be laying down. Get your up right. and get yourself together. But if you got, right. like, my last sister, she booms in the hair. Today we chilling, you know what I'm saying? And that's fine because tomorrow she got clients. So tomorrow she, she has a nine to five as well, but she's about to – let me talk about her for a while. She's about to step out on stage and do a big move. I going not tell you guys where she's moving, but she's doing a big move. And, you know, I talk to her all the time just because – I am a little older, not that much, but I'm a little older. And, you know, some people just need that person to be, like, accountable. Or sometimes you just need a person to really, like, motivate you. That's why it's big. It's really, really an important thing to be around like-minded people. People be around these friends. They don't be wanting shit out of life. They don't be doing shit with their life. And then they worry your wife they ain't got nothing going on because you got to change your circle. Like, all my friends, all my, all my friends, my line sisters, entrepreneurs, um, doing some, they work, they're teachers, you know, they're, they're assistant principal, you know, just different stuff. Like, they're working and they're really getting it done. Like, women right. really are getting some shit done. So, you know, if you don't have something to do for your business, that cool. But make sure you, make sure your shit is in order. Like, the last one, some days we'll lay in the bed and just chill. But, right. sure the, but the last one, if Kamaya, if the last one lay in the bed on Tuesday all day, best believe Wednesday Kamaya got a class. You feel what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm going to make some money. Period. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you got to just,
1: sometimes like, you're
0: the boss. So that's the pleasure of being an entrepreneur. You know, you have the tennis, you have the pleasure of being the boss. But. Yeah, You know, if you ain't got nothing to do, I feel like you should do something for your business all day. Like I'm in Miami, you know, for a funeral, but I have a class tomorrow. So right. if I want to, you know what I'm saying, kick it, then cool. But that's yeah. my whole spiel. I feel like as just yeah. sum all of that up. If you are an entrepreneur and you feel like, I feel like you should do something for your business every day. That could be, you know, anything. It could be anything. Right. You don't have to be nothing. no. I'll tell you, the girl who I'll be seeing, she's said, I sent out 10 emails. You ain't sending no emails out. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be trying to seem like you're doing more than you're doing. You're doing what you're doing. Like And it's okay. Like, who going to tell you you're doing wrong? It's your business. Right. Right. And that's the thing that people have to understand, what works for one company may not work for another. Exactly. So that's why you have to quiet out the noise when you're taking the social media advice. Um and even from a coaching standpoint, with we'll talking to clients, I really get into your goals and what you're trying to accomplish, and you know what success looks like for you. That way, I can give you things that are tailored specifically for your brand and your business, and not things that have worked so well for me. Now, right, say, but that doesn't mean that these are the steps and tools and tactics I'm telling you to leave here and make you a million dollars. Like, and that's that false sense of. Success that people have embedded in people's minds, and that's what discourages a lot of people from even dealing with coaches and hiring PRs and all of these different things because they listen to too much of what other people are telling them success looks like. Like, I always have this conversation with my friend, and she's like, I was like, I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning to do nothing, I don't know what that looks like on the clock, however. I am going to be intentional about my day. I'm going to utilize the time that I am up. But a lot of people are like, if you're not up at 5 o'clock, the early bird gets to learn. It's like, who cares? If I wake up at 10, if I wake up at 11, I can still do whatever the fuck. You wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to sit there looking stupid. I'm going to wake up at 11 and still get some (laughs) shit done. Like, girl, I'm telling you, people be worried about the wrong thing. And like you said, you did something really, 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 really good, Ty. What I'm saying is my, when I teach my classes, I tell them what works for me as far right. as lashes, but I also tell them when you start to get into this, this may not work for you, but right. I use this, but this is what works for me. However, it may not work for you. So when you get in your lash groove, figure out what works for you. What If I use C-curl lashes or CC curl lashes, you may not like CC curl. I'm just teaching you what I know. So when you get in it, you might like d you might like D-D. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. or what's for me is for me. My blessing is my blessing. That's why I tell people all the time, it's no competition. I don't have no beef with no last check. It ain't no competition. It's so much money out here for people. And I think people go back to what I said, you have to be around like-minded people because I know for a fact I don't have the same goals as you. And I go my goal – it's not going to be. It, we ain't got the same situation. We might be the same stuff, but right. I ain't got the same goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, that's why I tell my, my line sister, she does hair, and she's foul braids, The best braider I am. And I'm not just ghosting because she's my line sister, but best braider ever. And I'm telling her, like, when she comes to Atlanta, she booms because she, like, well, everybody, it don't matter. Don't folks, like, right. I'm with Them folks ain't braiding like you. That's number one. But, girl, it's money out here. Like, it's so much money out here. And you know people yeah. say like all these last checks, but people want to learn how to do something to bring in money. Yeah. And I'm just being honest. Like everybody, I made how much money? I made in my first three months, bro. Two months actually, I made twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah, that was That's the amazing. first two months, and I didn't exactly. know nothing, You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know if it was gonna work. That's why I tell people you gotta be motivated, and you can't care. You can't care about other people. You will drive yeah. yourself. Worrying about somebody else—that's damn sure. Yeah, you would, you would. Well, I have enjoyed this whole conversation. I hope everyone has taken something away from all of this because your journey is definitely unique.
1: And Mm -hmm. like,
0: is there any last words of advice you would like to give? If no, how can they find you and support you? Um, they can find you on Instagram, Kamaya the Plug, K A M A Y A. D-L-P-L-U-G. Um, Kamayda Plug is a brand herself. That's an entrepreneur. That's the mm-hmm. party host. If you want me to become a host of the party last night, I didn't have to get on the mic and listen. I just had a little session, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's, that's Kamayda Plug. And then the Lash Plug, of course, is my lash business. I do private trainings. I do group trainings. Um, I My trainings are bigger than lashes. I like to build a confidence in women. You know what I'm saying? I like to bring yeah. women together. Once you take my group class, I put you in a group chat. We talk. We motivate each other. We share our first person that we last. You know, it's just bigger than that. It's women empowerment for me. I love women. I know gay shit. I love women. (laughs) You know, I love women so much because I feel like if we linked more and made stuff happen, that it would be a beautiful thing versus competing versus hating. You feel me? Like, I really love bringing women together. So. Kamayi, the plug, like I said, entrepreneur, the last plug is D-A-L-A-S-H-P-L-U-G. Um, So y'all can follow me there. My last word is all the women out here, please just do whatever you want to do. You know, don't worry about the next person. Your dream is your dream. Their dream is theirs. And if you look at Psalms, um, it's going to talk about all types of stuff, but the most important scripture verse that I love is God is within her, she will not Fail. That means with anything yes, that, that, that you want to do, God got you, and you got to really believe in yourself. But all the per- people out here who want to step out into the entrepreneurial world, just jump. you got to jump. The first part is jumping and just believing yourself and knowing that God got you, like you really have to do it. Being uncomfortable is okay. You're going to be uncomfortable. That's all right. You'll be fine. Just trust yourself. Okay. Okay, guys, remember that. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this show. You have blessed us all, as always. Um, takeaways and how to connect with Kamari will be in the show notes. She's also going to provide me with the link for those who have lost a parent for you to join and connect with other fellow people who may understand your journey a little bit more outside of your immediate support group. And listeners, remember to subscribe to IntentionallyPodge.com for upcoming episodes. Remember, PodgePodge Houston tickets are still available at www.intentionallyPodge.com. Also, take advantage of our one-hour strategy planning call by signing up today using code PODSTOCK. Podcast to receive a special discount. During this call, you will gain the creativity and clarity to launch your dream project, marketing strategies, and identifying market opportunities. Again, you can book online at www.incenseplayposh.com. Lastly, our 90 day dream course is now live. Sign up to receive private intense coaching as well as 24 7 support. You will learn how to ditch the workers' mentality, the key to running your business like a CEO social media strategies, and lastly, when to scale, how to sell and grow. We thank you again for listening. Until next time, have a high vibe, and intentional week. Yeah, see y'all later. Thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.